Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Do 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 this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greggy, finally here, week 16. Congrats to everybody still playing in your fantasy football championship. But if not, you still play DFS. Sure. It's not over for you. Hell no. Corey Parsons has been playing DFS for the past four weeks. You're damn right he has. So here we go. Nothing changes. We want to thank you for joining us here on the Pursuit Channel as well, the new home for Impact Wrestling. So thank you for joining us for uh, the next little bit, and we will uh, break down the games as best we can, Frankie. Before we came on the air, we were talking about this Eagles-Texans game, and that's where I want to start because it's interesting. The one spread that really stands out to me this weekend is this one. It's Houston as two-point dogs in Philly. Houston on top of their division in the AFC South. The Philadelphia Eagles, not so much in the NFC East. Backs against the wall. One more loss, and they are out of it. And yet they're favored at home over Houston. I get it. They went last week into L.A. They beat arguably the best team in the NFL at home in the Coliseum. And now with Nick Foles, they're favorites at home against a team that's playoff bound. What gives? What do you think? It's a little weird to me. It's a little weird to you for a different reason, though, because you're on the Eagles, which most people, you know, everyone's talking about the Texans right now. Mm-hmm. But from a betting perspective, we'll just talk about that first and foremost, right? Like, if, if, the, if the Eagles don't go into L.A. and win that game, what do you think the spread is on this game? I would say the Texans are probably favored by, like, three, three and a half. I agree with you. So because they go into L.A. and they pull off a big win, admittedly a huge win, it just seems it seems a little bit fluky right now. I could I could see both arguments here. I worry about the Eagles' ability to run the football in this game. The Texans have been great against the run all season long. Look at whatever statistic you want to. DVOA, yards per carry, uh, rushing yards per game allowed to opposing running backs. The Texans have been stout against the run all season long. We know that Doug Peterson, getting back to his running back by committee ways for a few weeks there, we thought Josh Adams was going to be the guy. I think Josh Adams is still in the mix as a flex, but we also saw Wendell Smallwood score two rushing touchdowns a week ago, Greg. Darren Sproles is in the mix in terms of the pass game. He's getting catches out of the backfield. So, again, we have these three running backs, the committee approach uh, for uh, Doug Peterson and the Eagles. So, if they can't run the football, that means that Nick Foles is going to have to beat the Houston Texans. I don't know that he's going to be able to do that, obviously, with the pass rush that the Houston Texans have. I do, however like 
Alshon Jeffrey in the spot. Because over the past month, the Texans are allowing the third most fan points to opposing wide receivers. I told you right here in this very spot last week that I liked Robbie Anderson and the New York Jets passing attack against the Houston Texans. He performed quite well. Quite well. The week before that, we saw T.Y. Hilton go off for 199 yards against the Texans secondary. That is the way to attack them. And I do think Alshon Jeffrey is in a good spot here. I like him as a high-end wide receiver too. Lamar Miller for the Texans is banged up. Don't really want to fool with that. I do think that he plays in this game. Regardless, it's it's an okay matchup. The Eagles have been a little exposed on the ground the past month or so, but they face some really good running backs. I don't. I think Lamar Miller is a flex at best. I don't really want to fool with that, though. DeAndre Hopkins, from a season-long perspective, obviously he's in your lineup. I love him for DFL, DFS as well. Listen, as I said, as Frank kind of alluded to, I like the Eagles because nobody else does. They did go into L.A., and they did win. And Nick Foles certainly has had success at the end of the season, December and January before. Why not now? I don't think the Texans are as good as their record states. I've been on record. I've been on record uh, and saying that the de- the defense it is good, but Alshon Jeffrey has been better. That connection with Nick Foles certainly seems to be real. He's healthy. Remember the first two games Nick Foles started this year, Jeffrey didn't play, and I think that is a major, major difference uh, for him for Nick Foles in the lineup for the Texans. Obviously, you know that DeAndre Hopkins is the number one wide receiver in the NFL and in fantasy drafts next year, as I stated earlier this week. And when it comes to the running backs, you know, I didn't like Josh Adams last week. He fell into the end zone against the Rams. I think that was I think that's interesting. Who would you rather start? Josh Adams or Lamar Miller? In the flex. <laughs> Are there any other options here, Greg? No, uh, that's not not in this question. Yeah, if I had to choose one, I would go with Josh Adams just because he's still getting you know, he's still scoring. I know Wendell Smallwood scored two touchdowns, but Josh Adams also scored a touchdown. Uh, would he have 18 carries last week? He didn't perform well in those carries, but he still is getting the workload. I just, I'm just not sure that Lamar Miller is 100% healthy here. He's kind of been, you know, limited all week with this ankle issue. I don't love either, but I, I guess if I had to choose one, it would be Josh Adams. All right, so I, I would choose that Josh Adams also. I think he has ultimately a better chance of falling into the end zone. How about that? Makes sense. There you go. All right, anything else on this game before we move on? Now, I will just say from like a playoff perspective, like backs against the wall, obviously for the Philly, I do think that the Texans are playing for something here as well because you win this game, you lock up the number two seed, um, and and that's huge right now. It's crazy. You you lock up you lock up the number two seed, which means one of the Chiefs of the Patriots are going to be the number three seed in the AFC. Exactly. Which when's the last time that happened? Well, the Chiefs are always the number three seed. <laughs> so no, no, I mean uh, you know when when's the last time like the 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 Pats weren't you know one, the one or two seed? Well, the they and they, st- and they still could be. They still could be, they but that's why be. the Texans need to win this game from their perspective. The Eagles, of course, fighting for the NFC East. Dallas currently in first, eight and six, a game up on them. They take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here uh, in our next matchup, and Dallas totally different team at home than they are on the road. Why, Frankie? We see this with a lot of teams, right? You know, it's not just Drew Brees. It's not just Big Ben. Uh, and I know Jared Goff sucked last week at home, but all season long, he had been a quarterback who's better at home. I, I mean, this is not – it's not crazy. Like, this happens every single year. When it comes to quarterbacks, like, a lot of guys do play better at home. And the same thing same thing with Dak Prescott. That's why I have him ranked inside my top 10 this week at the quarterback position. I really love the three main pieces here for the Dallas Cowboys, especially for DFS purposes as well. If you wanted to throw a stack out there with Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, and Ezekiel Elliott, I'm not mad at you. I would even throw their defense in the mix as well. I think that they're going to be fired up after getting shut out on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, From a betting perspective, I don't know that I want to lay the seven points right now with the Dallas Cowboys. That number seems a little bit big. 
Um, but just from a fantasy perspective, it's just, you know, start your guys. If you're really, really desperate at the tight end position, you know, I have people still asking me about our guy, Greg, CJ Uzama. People are still asking me about CJ Uzama, Greg, at the tight end position. I'll just throw Blake Jarwin's name in the mix with like all those other tight ends you don't really want to start, but you have to start someone back-to-back games with seven targets for Blake Jarwin. And then on the Tampa Bay Bucks side of things, Peyton Barber, look, it's not a good matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. We said the same thing last week against Marlon Mack, but it legitimately is not a great matchup against the Cowboys defensive line. But I do think Peyton Barber is in the mix as a flex just based on the workload that he's getting and the fact that they have an offense that moves down the field. They do struggle in the red zone. But when they get down near the goal line, you know 100% they're giving the ball to Peyton Barber. It's amazing. We've waited all season long for Peyton Barber not to be the guy, and it's week 16, and he still is. He lasted literally from week one till now as the starting running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's something like 150 yards out from being a 1,000-yard rusher, which is And you crushed him! Yeah, look... I was not a Peyton Barber guy. I still don't think like he's immensely talented, but he just plays on no, a No, but really, nobody does. He's a really like he plays on a really good offense. He's not gonna wow, he's not gonna go off for a hundred yards and two touchdowns in any game. But what he's been doing is solid. You know, he's getting fourteen to eighteen carries per game. He's giving you, you know, anywhere from fifty to seventy rushing yards. And then if he gets in the end zone, he could perform like a low end RB two. I think he's more of a flex option. I'll just throw his name out there if you're desperate. Obviously, still starting Mike Evans, but that secondary of the Cowboys is absolutely legitimate with Byron Jones and Shadobi Awuzie. Uh, so I don't really want to trust uh, Chris Godwin, Deshaun Jackson. There's a chance that he's back as well, Greg. Yep. Uh, Adam, Hump, if I had to rank them, it would be Mike Evans. Obviously, I think he's still in in the mix as like a mid range wide receiver two. Adam Humphreys, safe floor wide receiver three. I think you could find someone with more upside than him. And then, I mean, you could flip-flop Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin. They're outside my top 36. I don't really want to trust those guys. Let me throw this at you. We talked a lot this week about next year. Mike Evans was almost on that precipice this year of that wide receiver one, right? Like He was like one of those guys that was kind of on the edge. Where is Mike Evans next year? I think he'll be in a similar spot. He was kind of on that 2-3 turn this year. I think, you know, no one's going to be talking about Mike Evans. I'll throw this out there, Greg. I know, I think that the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to blow everything up. And I know that Mike Evans has a huge contract. Just resigned him last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy that's being shopped. Really? I really would. Because, and of course, it all comes back to my New York Jets. The Jets in need of a wide receiver one. And I've already seen some people throwing some names around, out, out uh, with guys like A.J. Green and Mike Evans. If the Bucks are really, truly going to blow this entire thing up, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Evans is on the move somewhere. But if he remains with the Tampa Bay Bucks, I think he goes in a similar spot. Late second round. Uh, early third round, he'll be a guy, you know, a high-end wide receiver too. Nobody wants to draft Mike Evans, but look at what he did this year. He produced. Evans already has more receptions and yards than he did last year. Just five touchdowns, though. Hopefully that goes up uh, over the next two weeks. Still won't top the 12 he had his rookie year and in 2016. This will probably be his third best season overall there. And I agree. The production has been there. It hasn't always been fun for Mike Evans' owners. Uh, It hasn't been consistent for Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. But Evans has actually been pretty pretty good. So let me ask this, Frank. You've been all on this. And I want to get to this game a little bit later on in the program. Or maybe on Monday. But who would you rather have next year? Amari Cooper or Mike Evans? <laughs> uh, all things equal, assuming that... Let's just assume Jameis Winston is the quarterback next year. Mike Evans is still there with the Tampa Bay Bucks, um, And obviously Amari Cooper is with the Cowboys. I would take Amari Cooper. I just think uh, the consistency, the, the, the floor that he provides is a little bit better than Mike Evans. And it's obvious that they want to spread the ball around, right? And they still do have O.J. Howard coming back from injury. I just think that there's more mouths to feed in the pass game. Uh, in terms of talent, I do actually think that the guys are close. 
Evans versus Amari Cooper, but I do think that the target share and the fact that Amari Cooper is going to be number one in in progressions and reads for Dak Prescott, I'll take Amari Cooper, but it's close. I'm taking Mike Evans in that one. Ah. You, you can say you want that target share, and, and you're right, but Mike Evans is still the number one wide receiver in Tampa Bay for now. And number two, this is an offense that's going to throw the ball a lot more, no matter who the coach is next number year. Number two. No matter who the coach is next year, they're going to be a passing or pass-oriented offense. They don't have a running game to speak of. Uh, Dallas will always be built around Ezekiel Elliott. Give me the, the passing game prowess of Tampa Bay. Yeah. Passing game prowess. That, that's certainly a phrase that we use with Jameis Winston and Tampa Bay Bucks year in and year out. It, just they throw a lot. Yeah. It's, it's not prowess, though. It's more like volume. That's the word you're looking for, Greg. We mentioned New England and uh, earlier on and trying to get that number one or number two seed in the AFC. They're at home taking on the Buffalo Bills, Bills team that have given them more trouble than they expected uh, this season. New England takes on Buffalo. What are you thinking, Frank? First game without Josh Gordon in a while. Yeah, and this is something that I talk about uh, throughout the week this week and in past weeks is that there's too many mouths to feed for New England. Now, obviously, Josh Gordon, as he goes and uh, tends to his mental health, he's been uh, suspended indefinitely by the NFL. Uh, we're honestly hoping for, you know, for Josh Gordon to get things right, obviously, off the field. But now with him out of the mix, Greg, for fantasy football, uh, there's one less mouth to feed. So we're looking at guys like Sony Michelle, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, and James White. And this seems a little bit more manageable here. I know a lot of people like to bring up the uh, whenever Gronk faces the Buffalo Bills, he's bound to have a huge game. Well, last time he faced the Buffalo Bills, he did not have a huge game. Uh, but because of the nature of the position that is the tight end, you're still using him in season-long DFS, maybe he's a GBP play because no one else is going to be on Gronk this week. Me, personally, I don't want to do it. I think the safest guys in this offense this week are, and I know it's not a great matchup on the ground because the Bills have been great against the run, but I do think that Sony Michelle gets in the end zone. I've been saying that for weeks, and if it wasn't for James Devlin, he would be getting in the end zone, but I do think Sony Michelle gets back in the end zone as a mid-range RB2 this week. Julian Edelman, the safest of the bunch. James White, it's hard to trust him, but with Josh Gordon out of the mix, not getting those, you know, there's like five, six, seven targets to go around now. James White B might be a little bit safer this week. I think he's more of a high-end flex, uh, but the ones that I trust most are Edelman and Sony Michelle. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I like Sony Michelle this week. I like James White this week. Uh, and Julian Edelman is the one I probably like the most out of all those guys. The one guy I'm fading here, I'm fading Chris Hogan. I'm not going to do this Chris Hogan Yeah, thing. don't do it. We're I'm getting, not going to get into the We're trap. getting questions about Chris Hogan, and if you're toying with, like, Cordero Patterson, or just go in a different direction, we'll talk about it throughout the show. I mean, there are some wide receiver threes available. If Robbie Anderson is somehow still on your waiver wire, or if he's on your bench, and you don't know whether to use him, we'll get into that game a little bit later on. But I like Robbie, uh, some of the Broncos wide receivers. Really, that game overall on Christmas Eve, right? The Broncos and the Raiders, the final home game. I think Jordy Nelson's in a good spot as well. So. You've been talking about Jordy all week, and the one name that you have to mention in this grouping is in this game, Frank, and that's Robert Foster for the Buffalo Bills. He's right in this mix as well. Yeah, Robert Foster. Uh, admittedly, we didn't talk about Robert Foster enough last week, and we should have. At least 94 receiving yards in four of his last five games. He has two touchdowns during that span, and if you look at what Josh Allen does, Robert Foster fits well with Josh Allen's skill set. Josh Allen is either going to take off and run Half the time, um, we've talked about this as well, Greg. The majority of Josh Allen's rushing yards this year are not on design runs. They're on scrambles. So basically, he's going to go through his first progression. Maybe he'll go through his second progression. And then after that, he's taken off and he's running for his life. 
So with that being said, when he's not running, he's trying to throw the ball down the field. And who's he throwing the ball down the field to? Bob Foster. It is Bob Foster, Robert Foster, who has a something like a 24 A dot. That's average depth of target. He's being targeted 25 yards down the field on average. So I do think that he's in play as a high-end wide receiver three. A little bit more boomer bust. I'm not sure how safe he is, but when you get a five-game stretch now, it becomes more of a trend, a trend that I'm starting to trust. And while we're talking about the Bills' offense and Josh Allen, I'm not fooling with the running backs. I know LaShawn McCoy is expected to be, be to be back, but Josh Allen inside my top ten as a quarterback over the past month, Greg, he is your quarterback one. He has finished inside the top five quarterbacks three of his last four games. That one game, he was QB 15. So still providing that safe floor. He might throw a few interceptions, but because of that rushing ability, I know it's crazy to say, you're trusting Josh Allen in your fantasy championship. You I'd sh- start him over Tom Brady. Would you start him over Lamar Jackson? I would. Okay, I would too. I would too, for the record. Um, I'm, Josh, Allen, Josh Allen has been just so uber consistent. Give it to me. Uh, he probably, he'll probably run for a touchdown. He usually does. Yeah, he, he ran for a touchdown against the Lions. I believe he has a rushing touchdown in three of his last four games. He didn't have the huge rushing yardage last week against the Lions, but in the three games before that, he had at least 99 rushing yards in each game. I know Belichick likes to take away the best weapon of the opposing team, so he'll try his best to limit the rushing of Josh Allen in this game, but there's no stopping Josh Allen. No, there is no Never thought I'd say that, especially as a rookie. Take a break here. When we come back... On the Fantasy Best Friends Forever, we're going to stick with the AFC East. I want to get into the Jets hosting the Green Bay Packers, who may be 0-4 this season on the road. We'll break it down and what we think. Aaron Rodgers, Jamal Williams, and Robbie Anderson. That comes your way next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 Fantasy Freestyle I respect mental health is real And I like the fact that it's more part of the conversation now In entertainment and in sports But I did say this I said early in the season Like Josh Gordon is great But what happens when randomly he needs to step away again What happens if he decides to like you know Take another break when you're in your fantasy playoffs. Now here we are in your fantasy playoffs and Josh Gordon has to take care of himself. I understand that and that's okay, but that leaves you SOL out of luck. Tuesday and Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. 
So I hope you can stand the vibration. Cause we're about to rock the entire nation. Alright? Here we go. Best friends forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That is Frankie Stanford. I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, this week, talk about DFS a lot, right? We're trying to make sure people win that because you're not in championships. Well, we're here to help you because if you want to be the next fantasy legend, try DailyRoto.com for free this holiday season. That's right, free advice from fantasy pros, free NBA DFS projections, free optimizer access, free everything else you need to dominate daily fantasy basketball this holiday season. Stuff your stockings with cold hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code DRHOLIDAYS to access your free trial. That's DailyRoto.com. The promo code is DRHOLIDAYS. For the break, I mentioned to you, Frankie, that Green Bay New York game where Green Bay has not won on the road this season. They are 0 and 7. Aaron Rodgers comes to New York or New Jersey to face the Jets. Does the streak end this week? If Aaron Rodgers is playing in this game, I'm assuming it's because he doesn't want to go winless on the road this season. Uh, from a betting perspective, I don't really want to touch this game, but if I had to choose, I would say that the Packers ultimately do win this game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, still playing for pride, doesn't want to go winless on the road, uh, as we've mentioned. Uh, from a from a DFS perspective and fantasy perspective this week, you mentioned Daily Roto, Greg, and Daily Roto very high on my J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Both Elijah McGuire and Robbie Anderson, both under $6,000 this week on FanDuel. You get Robbie Anderson at $5,900. You get Elijah McGuire at $5,700. Elijah McGuire, the same guy who has at least 20 touches in back-to-back games. At least 70 total yards in back-to-back games. At least 74% of the snaps in back-to-back games. He scored a touchdown in back-to-back games. Elijah McGuire, that's the guy you want to use in DFS, and I have him ranked as a mid-range RB2 this week, so I'm trusting him. I'm not really scared off by the Packers matchup. They allow 4.5 yards per carry, two opposing running backs, and nearly 100 rushing yards per game. Uh, And then Robbie Anderson, what he's done the past couple of weeks, the targets have been there. He's scored a touchdown in back-to-back games, up over 75 receiving yards. He seems to be the guy that Sam Darnold is looking for when he breaks outside the pocket and he keeps his eyes down the field. I like him as a mid-range wide receiver too as well, Greg. Robbie Anderson's been your guy all week long. Let's hope he comes through for the New York Jets and for fantasy owners this week. I'd like to see if you're going to use them in your DFS. And speaking of DFS, if you want to play with a fantasy BFF, send your uh, send your username on FanDuel to myself or Frank on Twitter, at Greg Sussman, at Roto underscore Frank. We'll get you in the game. Is it crazy to just... I mean, it, coming out of my mouth, it already sounds crazy. Go full jet stack. Sam Darnold. Elijah McGuire. E T. S Jets Jets Jets. You could save a lot of salary that that doing that though. Sam Darnold sixty seven hundred dollars on Fanduel this week. You get him, Robbie, and McGuire in there, and then I mean you could pretty much plug in whoever else you want in your lineup. I, I don't have the cojones to do it, but somebody else might. You like Robbie Anderson? You like Elijah McGuire? Why don't you put them both in there? Sam Darnold. He, he, hey, 
performed well last week. 250 yards, two touchdowns, 30 rushing yards on the ground against the uh, Houston Texans. He looked pretty good. On the other side for Green Bay, we've been saying for the most of the week, Jamal Williams is a must start. That remains true today. And Devontae Adams going for some major records uh, for Green Bay. Most receptions in a single season in team history. Most yards in a single season in team history. He's already got the record for most touchdowns in a single season uh, in team history. So Devontae Adams going for all the records for the backers. Yeah, and I love, love, love him in DFS as well. Again, if you spend down on some of those Jets players or even get Jamal Williams in your lineup because he's cheaper in DFS this week, you can afford to pay up for a guy like Devontae Adams. The Jets' secondary, they've played better as of late, but they could still be exposed, especially by a player of the caliber and talent of Devontae Adams, a player who has had at least 81 rush, uh, 81 receiving yards or a touchdown in every single game this season. Earlier in the show, Greg referenced his wide receiver one heading into next year, DeAndre Hopkins. Mine? Devontae Adams. Moving on to another one here that you can uh, get into the game on DFS or some question marks that you may have putting in your lineup for championship week. It's a big week, man. This is is, is busy, busy, busy and as big as it gets. So, continuing on here, going through the lineups, I want to mention the last team in the NFC East that we haven't gotten to, and that is the Miami Dolphins. They host the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Frank Gore, <laughs> Frank Gore's not playing this one, so we've gotten a lot of questions about Kalen Balage, who is expected to be the workhorse. Of course, Adam Gaze could screw everybody and make Kenyon Drake the workhorse, but you are facing a tougher Jacksonville rush defense. What do you think about Kalen Balage this week? Yeah, I'll save people from my Adam Gase rant and my uh, Kenyon Drake rant once again. I mean, if you've been listening or watching the Fantasy BFFs, you've heard it all season long, so I'll spare you that for now. I'm sure I'll get to it at another point later in time. But Kalen Balazs, I do think, is in play as a flex option this week, Greg. I think he'll be... You know, anywhere from 14 to 16, 17 touches in this game, whether it's, you know, 12, 13 carries, a few receptions. This was a guy who caught the ball a lot in college coming out out of Arizona State. He's a big boy, too, six foot two, uh, but he could get down the field. I mean, he ran a 4 4 5 40, and we saw it on that 75 yard touchdown a week ago against the Minnesota Vikings. He can break one away. And speaking of breaking one away, the last time we saw the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road, they faced the Titans. Uh, do you remember what Derrick Henry did in that game in terms of breaking things away? 99-yard touchdown where he pretty much bullied everybody, ran for over 200 yards, what felt like 10 touchdowns in that game. I do think Kalen Balaz is in play as a flex. It's still kind of hard to trust the workload because on any given week, Adam Gates can say, all right, maybe this is the week I get Kenyon Drake involved. This is the week I'll give Brandon Bolden, you know, 5 to 10 carries. So there is a little bit of volatility in terms of the workload for Balazs, but they've been talking him up all week. Frank Gore is, as, is out, as you've mentioned, Greg. I think Balazs is in play as a flex. I think he is, too. I, I'm not saying he's going to go all Derrick Henry, but I think Kalen Balazs is absolutely in, uh, potentially, as a flex play this week for the Miami Dolphins and for fantasy owners. Would you rather start Kenny Drake or Kalen Balazs? Kalen Balazs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I trust that Adam Gase hates Kenyon Drake enough at this point to not use him. I'll throw one at you, Greg, which I think is a tough one within the same game. And there's, like, normally in your mind, like, if you just hear the names... At first, you're going to be like, this isn't even a question. Yep. But if you actually think about it, yep. Kalen Balazs or Leonard Fournette in this game. Because think about this. Last week in the second half, Leonard Fournette touched the ball one time. They needed to see what they had in David Williams. Or he got hurt. Or he got hurt. But there, there's reports uh, coming out late in the week. Um, Leonard Fournette admits, quote, he could be in better football shape. We've seen him this week kind of limited. This guy's a joke. It's crazy. This guy's a joke. It's crazy. But on paper, it should be a good matchup against the Miami Dolphins. But how can you trust Leonard Fournette right now, Greg? So, Kalen Balazs or Leonard Fournette? 
Leonard Fournette. All right. What are you doing? I have Leonard Fournette ranked a few spots higher, but it's risky, man. What if it's you know, if this game is out of hand in the second half? I know it's only a four-point spread right now, but how do you have any confidence in the Jaguars' offense right now? Cody Kessler, what does he throw for, 60 yards a game right now? And it's just, what you don't know what the workload is going to be either. I, normally, we would trust Leonard Fournette because he's guaranteed 20 carries, right, when he plays. But if he's not getting 20 carries, if he's getting you, you know, 10 to 15 carries, and he's not touching the ball in the second half of games, it's like, how can you trust him? I was talking to I, it's risky. I was talking to Jaguar fans this week. They basically say that they feel like their only good player on offense is D.D. Westbrook, that everybody else is just terrible. Speaking of Leonard Fournette here. And that's how far we've come. Leonard Fournette was the first-round pick in fantasy this year. Speaking of Leonard Fournette, where does he go to fantasy football next year? <sighs> I think it's a tough one to, uh, to measure right now. I think the Jaguars are going to kind of rehaul things in the offseason. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. We don't know who the coach is going to be. Uh, they're, I think they're going to make huge changes here. I think Fournette... There'll be an, a buying opportunity next year for fantasy. He's going to be one of those guys that you see in like the third round that you're like, he can return first round value, but you understand why he goes in the third round because of the injury risk and the fact that the offense isn't good. So rightfully so, I, I think he'll probably be in that third round mix. I think so too. That's exactly where I thought that he'd be going. And he'll be going with some of these younger backs also. Uh, even not the younger backs, because he's young, but like around the same age, like the carry on Johnsons, the guys from this year. Like, would you rather have Leonard Fournette or Philip Lindsay next year? Like, that's something that you're going to have to I think Philip Lindsay, the way that he's played, I, I think he's going to be more of a second round pick, right? All right. And yeah. I think Aaron Jones will kind of be in that mix as well. Fair enough. All right. We are going to say goodbye to those watching on the Pursuit channel. Good luck in your fantasy football finals. And if you're playing on week 17, join us. And certainly, if you're playing DFS next week, we'll be happy to have you. Thank you so much for watching. With that, we want to open up our phone lines at 844-843-6879. That's 844-843-6879. Open up those phone lines right now, and let's go over some of the breaking news here from today, Frank, and all the good news that we've gotten on a Friday, and it has been mostly good news. T.Y. Hilton, back at practice for the Indianapolis Colts. Julio Jones, back at practice for the Atlanta Falcons. That is huge. That is huge news, because we got a very cryptic tweet from uh, D. Orlando Ledbetter yesterday. Did you see that, Greg? He told me about it yesterday. He was basically saying, like, he writes for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and he was saying uh, the player will rename nameless, but get this player out of your fantasy lineup. And he writes for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He covers the Atlanta Falcons. So a lot of people that kind of set off alarm saying, like, all right, let's not use Julio Jones this week. I mean, maybe he still knows something that we don't. Maybe Julio is, like, limited in terms of snaps. But I still think if he's in there against the Carolina Panthers secondary, you got to use him. You have no choice. You have no choice. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe he knows something that we don't, know. Doesn't that kind of set something off in your head, Greg? No. No, nothing. Mm -mm. <laughs> All right. The entire fantasy industry is freaking out over, over a tweet, and Greg's just like, eh, no big deal. He practiced today. All right. He practiced today. It's true. I mean, look, it's very, it's very good to see that. Absolutely. All right. Are you wearing socks, Greg? A lot of people in the chat asking me Is there a lot of people socks. asking me this or just Jim Ross? No, no, there was multiple Once. people talking about whether or not you're wearing socks. Right. Let's see those. Let's see those. <laughs> Greg, what the hell do you call those things? They're called socks, Frank. Wow. All right. Well, I guess uh, when you're a rich hipster like Greg, those are the socks that you rich wear. Rich hipster. Rich hipster. What are you wearing, They're Greg? called socks. <laughs> no, Greg. These are called socks. I don't, I don't like the high socks like that. That's terrible. They're called socks. Isn't what do so you wear? You wear? Those are like the van socks, right? Where like they, they're like the no-shows. They're called socks. the no-shows, yeah. 
All right, well, everyone's getting a, getting a view of those sexy ankles here on YouTube. There you Don't go. do that. That's bad luck. Why is, why is it bad luck? Shoes on a table, that's bad luck. Really? Like opening, like opening umbrella indoors under a ladder, that whole yes, thing? Yes, it is. Shoes on a table. Yes. You realize you put this on the table all the time, That's right? not a table. That's like a leg. We put that here all the time. I don't. You do. And then you get yelled at for doing it. Well, that's for the NBA. <laughs> Rightfully so. Just saying. 844-843-879. We'll be taking your calls. If you have any more lineup questions, if you want to talk about life, if you want to call in and let us know that we got you to the fantasy championship, since everyone's doing that and calling in the frenzy. I, you know, I know we get it. I know we get people to the championship. I don't need calls to prove it. But if you want to call in, let us know. <laughs> we'll take The Saturday games I want to get into before, um, because obviously there'll be no uh, football programming after us. The Washington football team goes to Tennessee to face the Titans on Saturday afternoon. Uh, weird matchup here. Washington's still in the playoff mix. Uh, uh, Tennessee also still in the playoff mix in the AFC. What do you think about this one, Frankie? Wow. Uh, what do I think about this game? Well, start nobody on Washington. Maybe their defense is in play if you're desperate. I, I much rather prefer the Titans' defense in that game. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot of points being laid here on the spread for the Tennessee Titans. And I realize that their defense has played phenomenal as of late. And they can end up winning this game, you know, like 17-3, 20-6, something like that. But as of right now, they are laying... 10 points. And it just seems like a lot of points for Tennessee to be laying right now against Washington, you know, who, you know, doesn't have a lot of offense. They have Josh Johnson who's running around and making plays, but their defense has not given up for them yet. And statistically, mathematically speaking, they're not eliminated from the playoffs. Like, if Washington not wins out, they're, 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 not tied the, they're tied with the Eagles right now. I'm Bo- not saying that they legitimately have a chance to win this game. 10 points just seems like a lot to me if you're looking at betting this game, uh, especially 10 points in a game where the over under is 37. So whenever I see those low totals, uh, and then a big spread, it kind of sets off an alarm in my head. Uh, for Tennessee, Derrick Henry is inside my top 12. Yes, he is. He's inside my top 12. The way that he's running right now, he has 50 carries over the last two weeks. He had 33 rushing attempts a week ago. Also saw a season high in terms of snap percentage, 70% of the snaps. I don't know what it is. This is now two years in a row where Tennessee kind of waits till the end of the season to kind of unleash Derrick Henry. And if you watch Derrick Henry... A lot of his career, not really, not really so much this year, but last year, right? When they had DeMarco Murray, their plan would be, let's unleash Derrick Henry in the second half of games, the third and fourth quarters, because the opposing defenses are kind of getting worn down. Now, maybe that was kind of like a microcosm of what they wanted to do this season. They're waiting till the end of the year where kind of like defenses are worn down and they're unleashing Derrick Henry now on everybody. But the way that he's playing, he has to be in your lineup, and I wouldn't be mad at you if you use him in DFS either. I think so too. I, I don't care about the matchup. I don't care really about anything. And it's not a terrible matchup either. You, like, no, it's not. It's not yeah. awful. And you talk about like, what have you done for me lately? No one's been better lately than Derrick Henry, who have they just ridden and ridden and ridden? Was it Road? I, I don't know. Next year, Derrick Henry or Leonard Fournette in the third round? That's a good question. Is that's where Derrick Henry is going to like? 100%. Derrick Henry is now Henry up to eleven year, rushing touchdowns on the season, but mainly because he has like seven in the past two games. But he's up over, he's double digits in touchdowns. Even before he kind of like broke out that game against the Jaguars, we were talking about him every week as like a touchdown dependent flex, but he was a guy that was scoring touchdowns week in and week out. I just, I question why he hadn't had bigger workloads all season long until now. You know, it's interesting. Um, what will change in Tennessee? Like, there's a chance that Matt LaFleur becomes a head coach somewhere, right? No, he hasn't done a good enough job with the Titans' offense to become a head coach. You're, you're wrong about that. 
You're wrong he hasn't that. done a good job with the Titans. So, you can say, uh, you, you can say uh, it all you want. He, there's there's going to be seven jobs available. If, he's a hot young offensive coordinator. He's going to get Why interviews. is he a hot? So the reason why he's a hot young offensive coordinator, and this is the same reason why I'm seeing the Rams quarterback coach being thrown around as a offensive coordinator candidate, maybe even head coaching candidate, 100%. if you're crazy, is because you've, you coached under Sean McVay. Correct. What's happening now? No one's talking about Sean McVay anymore because he's kind of getting exposed. Well, I, I was, so why is I was Matt LaFleur a head coaching candidate when he's done nothing this year with the Tennessee Titans offense? You want to talk about injuries with Marcus Mariota? You give me every excuse in the book. The Tennessee Titans offense this year has underachieved. Corey Davis, Marcus Mariota, now Derrick Henry's coming along. But in the entirety of the season, they have not been good. This man should not be a head coaching candidate, in my opinion. Tell us how you really feel. I think you just did. I, I, I just did. The other Saturday <laughs> game is the Los Angeles Chargers hosting the, the Baltimore Ravens. Another really good game, I think. A good defense in Baltimore coming into L.A. Oh, the hottest team right now in the National Football League. What are you thinking? I think this is an interesting game. Uh, I think people are very split down the middle in terms of uh, wanting to bet this game and opened up as the Chargers laying five and a half. That number has dropped. Now the Chargers are laying four. Uh, you see a lot of people betting coming in on the Baltimore Ravens. Two top 10 defenses here going up against each other. What I will say about the Ravens and their ability to run the football the past month or so, or pretty much since Lamar Jackson has taken over, is they have been very fortunate in terms of matchups, Greg. They faced the Cincinnati Bengals. They faced the Kansas City Chiefs. They faced some bad defenses, and now they get a top 10 defense coming in here. I'm not trying to scare you off Lamar Jackson. He's a low-end quarterback one for me this week because he still is going to run the football, and that rushing floor that he provides helps his fantasy output. But I am a little bit worried about the Ravens in this spot finally facing a worthwhile defense. If I had to choose this game from a betting perspective, I would lay the points with the Chargers. Phillip Rivers, I would trust guys like Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen over him. I picked up Baker in one league. I'm starting him in the championship over Rivers. Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, those guys are good to go. You heard it yesterday from inside injuries, but they're not ranked the way that they would normally be if they were 100% healthy. From a betting perspective, I would go the other way with Baltimore. All your calls the rest of the way, next. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now and keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. Lumber Liquidators is celebrating the opening of our 400th store. So we're putting over 400 floors on sale. That means huge savings for you. Get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36% off, including new styles like Mediterranean maple and best sellers like silver stone bamboo. Take 25% off all dream home laminate and 10 to 15% off our best waterproof floors. More from just 49 cents plus special financing and professional installation. Hurry, get to your local Lumber Liquidators today. 
Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Back with you on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Greg Sussman, Frankie Stample here. And finally this week, get it up. If you like to wager on sports or never have and want to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your DFS skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game action. There are so many ways you can make money. Head on over to BetDSI and enter the promo code FNTSY18 when you sign up and you get a 100% bonus deposit match. That's promo code FNTSY18, BetDSI, where players get paid. Frank, anything you want to comment on before we get to the calls? Our phone lines are buzzing right now. I think we got to a lot as of right now. Uh, Odell Beckham ruled out. I don't know if you mentioned that before. I know you mentioned Julio Jones was back at Odell practice. Odell ruled out, yeah. Christian McCaffrey back at practice as well. T.Y. Hilton, good to see. First time he's practicing in the past two weeks. Uh, Odell Beckham, you heard my rant the other day. Not going to get into it again. But what do you know, Greg? He's not playing for the New York Giants. And, and Has Odell Beckham he, played his last game of the New York Giants? How would that work? They just traded. gave him a huge contract. He wanted to trade Mike Evans one second ago. They got a, He also just got a huge contract last year. You know thing. what? I actually think it's harder to trade Odell than it is to trade Mike Evans, which is crazy to say. Definitely agree with that. Because Odell is more talented, right? But it's, Greg, it's for this. You say that very confidently, but I don't agree. Because is it worth the PR nonsense that you get? Is it worth all the media attention that Odell Beckham's going to get? Like, we see guys like... No, Colin Kaepernick not being signed. It's because people don't want to take the PR hit. When will Kareem Hunt get signed? We don't know that he will. I know a lot of people have said he will play another game in the NFL, but it, it all comes down to like the PR. And I'm, you know, I'm not comparing like what Odell Beckham does, his antics to like obviously other actions here. But is it worth the attention that it gets? Is that the difference between the talent level? Is it worth taking on that kind of attention that you're going to get? Yes. I don't know that. I don't know that other teams think that way. We'll find out one day. You think he's actually a candidate to be traded? You think Mike Evans is? I think Odell Beckham is, yeah. All right. With that, let's take the phones. The rest of the A little more polarizing. Let's go to the phones the rest of the way. 844-843-6879. It's time to help people win championships as we've, as we've done all season long. We begin in LA with our buddy Fred. What's up, Fred? Freddy. Hey, what's up? What's up, guys? Good morning. How's it going? It's going very, very well. How about yourself? Uh, doing great, man. I have two quick questions. Uh, Wait. He's talking? I don't know what's happening. I don't know if my headphones are just not working. No, they're, they're, there's nothing happening. Nothing's happening. Fred, I think you, you, you might need to go somewhere where you have better reception or something because you're cutting in or out. Right. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? We hear yeah, you, we Fred. Hear you. What's up? What's, what's up? your question? Is that better? Yeah. Okay. 
All right, so the question is a running back question. I have uh, five of these guys. I need to start three. I'll run them down. Dalvin Cook, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Elijah McGuire, and Jamal Williams. All right. Mm. Three of those five running backs, Frankie. Um, Dalvin yes, Cook, Dalvin PPR. Cook, David Johnson, Phil Lindsay, Elijah McGuire, Jamal Williams, and the PPR. All right, so Philip Lindsay and Dalvin Cook are the locks for me. I know uh, going up against Detroit for Dalvin Cook, a little bit of a tougher matchup, but uh, the new OC, Stefanski, last week obviously made it a point to get the running game going uh, with Dalvin Cook having 19 carries, rushing for a career high. Uh, so I'm on Dalvin Cook. I'm on Philip Lindsay. I know he hasn't performed well the past couple of weeks, but the Oakland Raiders could be exposed on the ground. We just saw what Joe Mixon did a week ago. I think this final running back is, is interesting and is very pivotal here, Greg, because David Johnson... People don't realize this, but lost a lot of snaps last week when that game turned into a blowout in a game where they're getting 14 points against Los Angeles Rams. They the fan, also, the fan, the FanDuel Sportsbook has it up to 16 now. Up to 16 now. There's a chance that in the second half of this game we don't see David Johnson. I think this one's closer. I like Cook and Lindsey for sure in the lineup. David Johnson versus McGuire versus Jamal Williams. I have David Johnson ranked the highest, but I do think it's risky. Do you have the cojones? To go with one of Elijah McGuire or Jamal Williams higher than David Johnson. I don't. You can't do it? I don't. It's risky. I get what you're saying. Like, the, the Cardinals don't score a lot of points, but they didn't score when a lot they, of points last week. But when they do. But when they do, it's a running back. We saw, you know, Chase Edmonds steal two touchdowns against the Packers a couple of weeks ago. That was annoying. Yeah, I'm going with David Johnson as well. I just, I don't think I could do it. All right, up next here on the phone lines, 844-843-6879. Let's head out to Brian in New York. What's up, Brian? Be right. Hey, guys. Thanks uh, for another great year. It's much appreciated. You got it, man. Appreciate you. I I have a quick question. So I've got Josh Allen as my quarterback, and I've got two defenses. I know you can't chase a shutout. It's tough to do. But this league, for some reason, gives you 30 points for a shutout and 27 for three points, et cetera. So it's very loaded for defenses that can limit um, points and not yardage. So should I start the Patriots against Josh Allen, my own quarterback against my defense or Indy against a OBJ list Giants? I would go with Indy against an OBJ list Giants. I couldn't start the defense against your quarterback because then like defenses are so important and you, your quarterback's obviously so important. Yeah. The Giants got shut out last week by the Titans. Titans defense, while good, is not like anything special. Yeah, it's think. pretty good. Special? Uh, you know, it's not like one of the five best. Like, it's not like in the Bears territory. Right. right. But it is very good. Fine. The Titans defense is very good. It's not the Ravens. It's not yeah. the Bears. Fine. Yeah. To me, the Giants got shut out last week without OBJ. They're without Russell Shepard this week. Yes, you have Saquon. Yes, <laughs> yes you're in a... Russell Shepard. I know, I know, I know. It's just funny that we're talking about Russell Shepard. But I, know it's a lot, right, I know it's a lot different than being in a dome rather than in the rain and the grossness here at MetLife. Um, but if I have to choose one of those two that you're recommending, I would say the Colts. Yeah, I'm with you, Greg. I think the main point that you made is that you can't start a defense and hope for a shutout with your quarterback playing against said defense. So I do like Josh Allen. He's a top 10 quarterback for me. I can't start my defense hoping for you know three points or less when you get that big bonus in your league. Uh, with my starting quarterback facing that defense. So I'm with you. I'll use the Colts. All right, 844-843-6879. Up next, we head to Billy in Sacramento. What's up, Billy? Hey, guys. Thanks again for taking my call. Uh, first championship, and I owe a lot of it to you guys. Uh, thank you. Thank you um, for listening. You're welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. And you helped me last night on Twitter with my flex for Keenan Allen, if you play. 
Um, I have a question about running backs. I think uh, also I was going to ask you about tight ends, but I guess since OBJ is out, I should definitely be starting Ingram over in Joku. Yeah? Yes, yes. Okay. So um, it's a two running back. I have David Johnson, Sony Michelle, Jamal Williams, Elijah McGuire, and I grabbed uh, Spencer Ware just to try and block my uh, opponent, but doesn't look like he's fully healthy. I was trying to pick two of those guys, full PPR. <laughs> full PPR. <laughs> this is a very popular question that we're getting to, right? People want to know. Two in a row, yeah. Use David Johnson with everything on the line. Uh, where you know they're expected to get blown out, like you know, the the Rams have been expected to blow teams out for a while now. They haven't necessarily been doing it, so it doesn't just because that's what the spread is doesn't mean it's going to happen. But I understand the risk involved with starting David Johnson. Uh, but because it's PPR, I'm still going to lock him into the lineup. Now this is interesting, and this is what we talk about a lot, Greg. It's Sony Michelle who's not going to catch passes. His ability to score touchdowns, which we expect could and should happen this week against the Bills. Does his ability to score touchdowns outweigh the fact that Jamal Williams and Elijah McGuire are going to be the workhorse for their respective teams, and you know that they're going to catch at least three passes each? That's the question. It is. It is the question. We both really like Sony Michelle a lot this week. You've been saying he's going to get in the end zone. I said it earlier. Well, we've been saying that for weeks. Now. I know, I know, I know. I'm going to go with Sony Michelle and David Johnson. I'm gonna, it's not fun, it's not exciting, but if Elijah McGuire doesn't score that touchdown last week, it's a disaster. Like, disaster. Jamal Williams let me down a lot this year, and I understand it's changed. We're going to go with Michelle getting in the end zone, I'm going to go with David Johnson. I'm going to go with those two. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's risky, and I understand, you know, Williams and McGuire expected to be the workhorse. They should catch a few passes as well, but, I mean, there are things that could get out of hand here, too, like... You know, what if the Jets are up and, and the Packers just kind of pack it in here? And then, and it, like, there's still risk with starting any Jets players, too. Like, I know that they performed well the past two weeks. I'm going to take the pitch offense, the fact that Josh Gordon isn't there. One less mouth to feed. Uh, Tony Michelle should be scoring touchdowns, the ones that James Devlin uh, is stealing right now. It's close. I'm with you, Greg. I'm, I'm going down with David Johnson and Tony Michelle in my lineup. 844-843-6879. Let's continue on, Frank. We go to Zach in Houston. What's up, Zach? Hey guys, what's going on, man? Yeah, um, just want to say thank you for um, all your help all, all year long. So I'm, I'm in the final. So um, I got one uh, question about my running backs. I don't know who to start with Gurley um, on on uh, questionable. I got um, Elijah McGuire, Josh Adams, Gurley, um, Peyton Barber, and K. Balash. And how many do you need out of that? Start. Uh, I need two two uh, starting running back and one flex. All right, so you need three. What kind of league yeah. are you in? Uh, half point PPR. All right. All right. Well, you're definitely starting my, Gurley. My wife. You're starting Gurley. If he's playing, you're starting yeah, Gurley. Yeah, he's healthy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not, no. I, I don't care if he's not healthy. If he's active, you're starting him. Yeah, I, even even okay. at 60, 70 okay. percent, Todd Gurley in this matchup against the Arizona Cardinals, we just saw what Tevin Coleman did. Rush the ball 11 times for like 150 yards and a touchdown against the Cardinals. So you have to get Gurley in your lineup. Uh, for me, the next man up is Elijah McGuire. I think he's your RB2. I uh, just trust the workload right now over guys like Josh Adams, Barber, and Balazs. And I'm not really scared off by the Packers matchup. I've continuously talked about that. So I think Elijah McGuire is your RB2. And then the flex is a little bit more interesting. I'm going to rule out Josh Adams from this group, Greg. I think it comes down between Peyton Barber and Kalen Balazs. And... 
I've kind of talked myself into Kalen Balazs. That's what my gut told me as well, yeah. actually. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kalen Balazs as your flex, Todd Gurley as your starter, and Elijah McGuire as your other running back. I completely I, um, agree with Frank. Yeah. Also got um, Allen Robinson and, and Alshon Jeffrey as my wide receiver. I can start them if you don't. You know, like All right, well, that actually changes things because I'm very, very high on Alshon Jeffrey this week. So I, I would start Jeffrey over Balazs. Yep, yep, that's exactly where I'm going, yeah. Craig. I'm using McGuire, that RB2. I'm using Alshon Jeffrey as that flex option. Okay, sounds great, guys. Thank you for everything. Best of luck, Zach. We're rooting for you, man. Let's go to Kevin in Texas up next. And what's up, Kevin? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? Hello? Yo. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, so I've had Drew Brees here on my team, and... Um, you know, hasn't really done great the past few weeks. I picked up Josh Allen, but uh, I, I don't know. You trust Josh Allen over Drew Brees? Josh Allen or Drew Brees, Frankie? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I know, I know. It's, crazy, like, it's crazy that this is a question, but uh, no, I actually feel you. I dropped Drew Brees in my rankings a little bit just based on the ineptitude of the Saints offense. The past four weeks, he's averaged 167 passing yards per game. Uh, he hasn't thrown for more than 200 yards in each of the past four weeks. I will say this. Three out of four of those games have been on the road. The Saints have played three games on the road, and now they're coming back home to the Superdome where they can lock down the number one seed with a win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've dropped Drew Brees in my rankings. He's my sixth-ranked quarterback. Josh Allen is my eighth-ranked quarterback. So it is close. I'm going with Drew Brees. I think the Saints offense bounces back, finally getting back home inside the Superdome against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I agree. Long time coming. I also think they bounce back this week at home against Pittsburgh. Sorry, Alex. All right. With that, we say goodbye to those watching on YouTube. We'll continue to take your calls until the end of the program, 844-843-6879. Again, if we don't get to you, I'm sure Corey will. Um, him, Jim, and Chris are up next for the frenzy. If you're listening live on the radio, we go another four minutes or so. Podcast will end in the same amount of time. Subscribe, like, rate us five stars. Please, please, please leave a comment as well. Back to you. I don't want to waste any more time at 844-843-6879. Steve in Winnipeg, you're up next. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Um, so I'm in the finals this year, and a uh, guy I'm playing is defending champ, just a real piece of work. So it just you know means that much more to beat him. Uh, my questions are... Uh, I got the Vikings D and the Chicago D. So the Chicago Bears uh, defense. Why are we thinking about Instead this? of the Vikings D. Yes. What? Really? Eh? They put up 23 points against Detroit last time. Dude, the, the Bears are the best defense in the NFL. I do think this is a little bit closer than you're leading on, Greg. I don't know that it's just like a slam dunk. It start, is. Start the Bears because he's right. The last time the Vikings faced the line, Great. they had 12 sacks in that game. Great. I think they did get a lot of sacks in the spot once a game. I, I will say, you know, the Bears on the road defense is a little bit different than the Bears at home. The Bears are still the best defense in the NFL. So I agree with you. I will take the Bears, but I don't think it's as much of a slam dunk as you're making it out sound. I think it is a close question. I can call it a slam okay. dunk. You can, you can not. The answer is still the same. You start the Bears. Yeah, but then I got uh, Deshaun Watson at Philly or Trubisky at San Fran. Watson or the truth? Yeah, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. I think the way to attack the Eagles is obviously uh, through the air. We saw what DeAndre Hopkins did a week ago against the Jets. I do think that they will expose the Eagles secondary in this one. Uh, Trubisky. Uh, you know, I worry a little bit more about the offense traveling to the West Coast more so than I do the defense. Uh, and Trubisky has just been a little bit inconsistent. Watson is safer. Give me Deshaun Watson. A good matchup against the Eagles, Greg. I also. Okay. I'm also going to Deshaun uh, Watson, by the way. Good luck, man. You have another question? You have any other questions? Thanks a lot. Well, I got, yeah, I got one more. What um, do you got? With Cam, Cam Newton out, yeah. I had Ian Thomas. Mm -hmm. And I also got 
my other my only other tight end option is Everett on the Rams. Or I got Cincinnati's tight end on the waiver wire or whatever his name is. Uzama, Greggy. Uzama. Uzama versus Ian Thomas versus Gerald Everett. God. <laughs> Kill me now. What if I added what if I added Blake what if I added Blake Jarwin to that? Oh gosh. I don't really want to do the Blake Jarwin thing. Like just asking. No, no I think it's a fair fit. question. Like you're just taking you're just taking a shot on anybody here. Is Chris Herndon available? No way. I believe he is. I'd have to check. Oh, him, there but... you go. I apologize. Not that I think Chris Herndon has huge upside, but it's I think he's a little Schmucks. bit safer than yeah. all these other right, guys. Right. Look, if Chris Herndon's available, I would use Chris Herndon. If I had to choose one of these other guys, I just don't know that the Rams are going to have to pass the ball all that much in this matchup against. The... He's still the best offense. If if Herndon's not available, I would take Gerald Everett. But good luck, God bless. <laughs> uh, the tight end position all is right. just a crapshoot. Uh, we're we're rooting for you, man. Especially in those grudge matches, because I know how it feels when you have someone on the other side that you're just you're staring their team in the face, and you just uh, you want to give it to that team. We're rooting for you, man. If you check out our buddy Michael Florio's uh, column over at NFL.com or at Fantrax, rather, uh, he talked about how his finals lost to Frank last year in their league. <laughs> it's been haunting at him ever since, and he because he had to eat peanut butter. That day, and it was amazing. You go back and watch that uh, on our on our on demand, of course, fantasy BFFs. Um, we get it. We get how important these are. We get the grudge matches. We get get the personal is, and that's why we started out the week talking about why I liked head to head more because you have moments like that where Florio had to sit here and eat peanut butter. Why Frank would almost have to sit here and eat a salad, which he did all of January anyway. <laughs> right? Like this is what we were up against, and it's exciting and it's fun, and you want to kick their ass this weekend. And in all honesty, we hope you do. Absolutely. You got any picks? We haven't done best bets in a while. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking the, I'm taking the Eagles <laughs> that, against That's Houston. your one? That's, that's Greg's super lock of the week? That's my lock of the week. Philadelphia at home against Houston. You know what's crazy? I'm taking the Seahawks, man. I'm taking the Seahawks I like that too. Getting two I like that too. against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they win that game outright. They're going to run, run, run with Chris Carson all over the Chiefs defense. Good luck, everybody. Frenzy is up next. Corey Parson, Jim Day, Chris Vetch will have you covered. For Frank Snell, my name is Greg Sussman. Good luck this weekend!